0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
1: Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on Everton's 1-0 loss at Watford that made it 10 defeats in the last 16 matches. We start to pick the bones out of another miserable afternoon for the Blues with the thoughts of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride and of Chris Beasley who was alongside Phil at Vicarage Road. I'll then read out some of the comments left on our Royal Blue Facebook page before you hear my conversation with another fed-up Evertonian, Max Carlisle. The Royal Blue Podcast from the
0: Liverpool Echo. What for one Everton nil? A, another bitterly uh, disappointing afternoon for the Blues here at Vicarage Road, undone by the single goal Andre, Go, Andre Gray sorry, uh, not long into the second half uh, from a hotly disputed corner that was only partially cleared and then a low cross put back in uh, for the unmarked Gray to tap home. Um, Silver and his players still raging about that decision afterwards so much so that Kurt Zuma picked up two yellow cards after the final for descent. Uh, so we'll miss the Cardiff match after the 17-day break. Um, but I think anybody who was here in the away end would say that that wasn't really the the tail of the afternoon. It was it was of old problems uh, being replaced by sorry, replacing the, the more recent ones. have actually defended set pieces pretty well. Um, only partially clearing the one that eventually led to, to the, the decisive goal. But on the whole, the defending was actually pretty solid and in a pretty pretty average game, you know, it, it wasn't the the grudge match and, 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 and the sort of really lively fare that, that Mr Dini had, had advertised, but instead it was problems going forward, Evan had, had more of the possession, they had enough opportunities with free kicks of their own in, in dangerous and in promising positions and they were wasteful um, and they wasted the big opportunities that they did. Carve out towards the end. Dominic calvert Lewin will be kicking himself tonight. It was actually Kurt Zuma who was excellent today. It must be said before his red card, as was as was Garner Gay. Uh, Kurt Zuma who, who, who chipped the ball in the box and Lewin from seven, eight yards out heads wide. He has to score to level the game, and, and you would have felt confident Everton would have hung on it. And this game really, this this war of attrition should have been nil nil. Brunes said Everton are. Looking at a tenth defeat in sixteen games, and it and it was not um, through any of anything particularly um, terrific that Watford did. You know, Everton uh, in the last couple of games have, have shown themselves. You know. That they cannot be, you know, they can be more difficult to play against. And, and, and this idea that they are soft touch, although it has legs, could be reversed. But today it was a, it was a soft goal. And, but it was more about what they were doing at the other end and, and not being able to, to get back in the game. It's another game they've gone behind first in and not reacted. So uh, worrying. The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: This is Chris Beasley reporting for the Liverpool Echo from Vicarage Road where Everton have been beaten 1-0 by um, Watford thanks to a goal from Hornets substitute Andre Gray earlier this week. um Mr. Tusk declared that um, there was a special place in hell for those Brexit uh, politicians who um, had no plan to uh, deliver the uh, UK's exit from the European Union. And Marco Silva found his own living football hell today as he returned with his blue side to um, face Watford, the, cl- the club who, of course, sacked him last season a couple of months after a well documented uh, pursuit for his services. Um, from the Blues, um, the Everton boss was uh, roundly jeered throughout by the um, home fans who took a great glee in the uh, result with a whole um, range of barbs directed in the uh, Blues fans, Blues manager's direction. Um, usual fare of you're your getting sacked in the morning, but what have, must have really hurt um, the Everton um, manager was um, the rather um, basic shout that... Javi Gracia, yeah, the man who replaced him of course he's better than you and as the table looks at the moment um, that seems to be the case um, Watford move ahead of um, what is actually a much more talented Everton side by four points in the table um, at this um, point in the season the, the Blues just should be doing much better since the start of Jan- uh, December and that um, infamous last gas derby defeat only um, Huddersfield and um, Fulham have taken fewer points to the Blues and they're now f- it's the bleak prospects of a 17 uh, days w- without a fixture and a t- chance to put this right before they uh, go to Cardiff City um Recent days, um, Mr Mashiri, the club's uh, majority shareholder, has come out with his backing of the manager and now he says it's a long-term project and Silver's a manager who will build things for the future, but um, in the present, um, it's it's not looking great at all. And just to to add insult to injury, uh, Kurt Zouma, who was arguably Everton's best player today over the, the 90 minutes, we've been told was subsequently sent off after the final whistle. So, a truly miserable day for Everton and not much to look forward to at all as they go into this enforced long rest period. The
0: Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Right, before I speak to Max Carlisle, Evertonians have been having their say on our Royal Blue Facebook page. Stephen Kembry said, 17 days off. That has to be a good thing. We've played a lot of games in the last two months, and it will be a good opportunity to regroup and sort things out on the training ground. There is no reason why we can't win at Cardiff and then give Liverpool a very tough afternoon in the Derby if the fans get behind the players and the manager. We weren't poor today. If we had a top class striker, we could easily have won. That's the difference sometimes. Personally, I'm still backing silver. Carl Bloxham said, I am still seeing improvement from the last few weeks. We lost 1-0 away to a team fighting for the best of the rest as well. Yes, we need to improve. Yes, we need to start scoring again, but I can actually see this happening again this season. We got pushed off a cliff in the last second of the derby and we are clawing our way back from the bottom. No, I'm not happy we are losing, but I see signs of regrowth. Mark David Smith said, not one for sacking managers. I understand this is a long-term project, but if the players are not fighting for the badge, there is something fundamentally wrong. They wanted a manager to progress young talent in a playing style. I feel we should give him till the end of the season and if no improvements, let him go and go after Eddie Howe. Karl Oscar Lilsberg said, Some seem not to understand the meaning of the word long-term project. It's not even been a year and already people are calling sack, sack, sack. He inherited the squad and the mess after Koeman. And Jonathan Darwin said, I'm a big believer in giving a manager time, but the more I watch other teams, like United for example, the more I think, hang on, they didn't need time, did they? I know man for man their squad is better than ours, but they are literally transformed. Frustrating being a Blue.
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Well, I'm now joined by Evertonian Max Carlisle. Max, you've just watched the Blues lose again, this time to Watford. What did you make of what you've just witnessed?
3: one of the only positives that I could take from it is that I don't think we play again t- t- till 17 days now. No. So I think we need to uh, get our heads together after that. I mean, me and you talked about it yesterday, Paul. The um, I-, I labelled it a phony rivalry almost, but there's it- almost a big game feel about when we come up against Watford now with Marco Silva as our manager. And I think particularly from the first half, you could tell Watford were right up for it. You know, we we talked about Troy Deeney's comments before the game and. Yeah, it, it it was a really physical contest, particularly in the first half. Um, there wasn't much quality of um, from both sides in terms of attacking moves. But that that second half is when I think everything changed. Watford came out and just reached the level that we just didn't see him that that we could. Um, going forward, we just had absolutely nothing. I um, I know we're going to talk about it in a bit, but I I think that's a, the problem with that was we made changes that weren't necessarily should have been made. So.
1: Yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? No, not at all. Well, let's, let's talk about that now, because I know you've been on Twitter during the game saying that you you didn't understand Marco making the changes you made from the, the team that started in midweek against Manchester City.
2: Mm. Uh,
3: there's, uh, there's not much left to play for. I can understand why he's moved. He messed about with the formation. It's quite experimentation, and I understand that. You've gone for a, a narrow diamond in the midfield, but... By taking the likes of of Calvert Lewin and Bernardo for for Tosin and Sigurdsson, you just lose pace. You lose a lot of pace, and that you know that was blatantly obvious as the game went on. And you see, um, even Hollabass, I think he's something like thirty-four, a fullback for Wofford, was outpacing with Richarlison, and, uh, and that's what I mean when I say it looks like the Wofford players, were you know, in big game mode for, for this match, and we just didn't seem like we were able to to match them, and that that's our. our our third loss on the bounce now, and it's not looking great.
1: Were you particularly disappointed by the response to the Watford goal because it has become one of a number of Achilles' heels for Everton at the moment? When when they go behind, it just it just seems like really tough. You don't back them to come back and get a point at even. No, exactly, and I, I think an interesting thing to
2: to draw from that is you know you've got to look for the for the leaders in the team in those those moments
3: in particular. And I'm a big Tom Davies fan, but when you've got a 20 year old or 21 year old, whatever he is, as captain, um, and he's not, he's not, he's not shining. He's not a shining example week in, week out in terms of his performance. They're not consistent, and I think, with your captain, do you either got to be a proven player or, or lead by example week in, week out? And I, I think that speaks to, to the. I hate to label it a bit of the crisis, but the situation, the situation that we're in at the minute, we don't seem to have that type of character.
1: Yeah I totally agree mate it's quite if you were a senior player you should be ashamed almost shouldn't you you know the fact that this kid who's been in and out of form this season but Tudgewood seems to be coming back on the rise again is given the captaincy I know he's a local lad I know he's come through the ranks but in situations like this you'd imagine one of the senior leaders or senior players should be taking on that, that mantle.
3: Yeah definitely and as, as you say there's a lot of weight on his shoulders and if you look at, at his performance in the Manchester City game yeah I know we said we got beat 2-0 but there were positives to take from the performance and he was certainly one of them um it, as, as Marco changed the formation for 4-3-3 he looked to uh, be able to express himself going forward a lot more but again he's altered the formation once again for this Watford game and it's almost as if he was in um, Stuck between systems, it, it was quite. It was quite frustrating to watch, particularly in the middle of the park
1: where we were, the way to pass was poor and we just couldn't seem to find that killer ball. You talk about the killer ball, and you you talked about the lack of goal threat earlier. Is that is that a, a big worry at the moment? I know a lot of the focus has been on the defending and particularly defending of set pieces, corners, and free kicks. But the the goals have really dried up at the moment, haven't they?
3: Yeah, definitely, and uh, I think we're we're almost in a position now where we're, we're unsure of what our best options are to roll up front. Um, I think we we got to start with Tosin. Obviously, he's the one who got to start and played before ninety minutes today. With, with Tosin, he's playing with his back to goal. Uh, he, he gives you a good physical battle with his centre half, but in terms of creating chances for himself, he, he rarely struggles unless he's got pace coming off him. Um. In in turn, you've got pace and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, he's a bit more of a loose cannon than Tosin, with him being younger and a bit less experienced. But still, even today, he missed a big chance with that header. Um, This may call for another role of of Richarlison as the number nine. Mm -hmm. He had the Mola Luckman coming coming back to the side, which I'm sure Evertonians are keen to see. But, um, yeah, definitely the the lack of goals at the minute is, is a worry.
1: Just before we wrap up, we've spoke a lot about the players in this conversation, but I have to bring it on to the manager Marco Silvery. As expected, he he was greeted with hostility at Vicarage Road, and the whole, by the end, they were taunting him like you you're getting sacked in the morning. And I don't think that's going to happen. It, it seems from Farhad Moshiri's uh, comments in the week that you know he's he's got the backing of the, the Everton's majority shareholder. But you know, on a run like this, I think it's ten defeats in sixteen now. Is it understandable that some fans may be beginning to question Marco? Yeah,
3: definitely in this day and age, you think what's that? I think it's eleven points in the last fourteen games, and given that how hyper-reactive some football fans can be these days, you can definitely understand why some are, you know, starting the silver out shouts. Um, and then I think it goes back to some of the points that made when he was first appointed. When you have the doubters saying, you know, he's ultimately a short-term manager coming in for you know a long-term job. Um, as you say he's given, given him his backing and as far as we're concerned and for me personally I think we've just got to give him the time um, you know he's got a template of good football that he wants to play I personally don't believe he's got the correct players to, 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 to play that, type, that style of football but uh, you know currently being in the middle of the season there's not much that we can do about that we've just got to mess about what, what we've got and there's not much to play for so for me personally as a, as, as a goal for the club is I think it's get the, the young lads on the pitch and see if they can get as many minutes as they can
1: Definitely agree on just a final one it's going to be a long 17-18 days as you touched on at the start but hopefully you're right get, the, get everyone's heads together now work on something new try and get out of this you know this rot that's just it's really has continued since the derby in December
3: yeah, definitely. It, it definitely been since the turn of the new year and that, that result in particular. Um, and You look at our games coming up after the, the game we come back, You know, we've we got Liverpool, Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal. They're all really tough games, so the Cardiff game when we come back, we've got to be looking at it as three points.
0: You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.